This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. And joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, our lead financial advisor and lead planner in the Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning. And as always, the man keeping the show organized and pointed in the right direction, because without that, there's no telling where we'd go. <laughs> our host and friend, Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Well, good morning. Thanks for that great introduction, Rob. You know I'm excited to be here. Highlight of my week. Because it, it's been a crazy week, but I can always look forward to hanging out on the radio with you guys. Um, I'm doing great. I've had just, like I said, uh, between family and just running the kids around and work, it's been a little busy this past week. But uh, I'm looking forward to this one because I need this advice. I've got uh, I've got somebody in college, and I think that's what we're going to be talking about today, right? That's exactly what we're talking about today. So Excellent. Yeah. Um, what we want to talk about today is, and we've titled the show, Don't Let Tuition Top Retirement. So what we're going to focus on today is uh, as people progress, as we get older, as our kids grow up, we've got that milestone sending the kids to college, but we've got that bigger milestone down the road of our own retirement. And so what we want to talk about today is, is not having one uh, impair the other one. And, and most people would agree that saving for retirement, providing for your children is really an important aspect of uh, personal finance. But at what point do you prioritize your own retirement? Well, you know, for, for many parents, college expenses are something that they don't want their child to have to experience. So they, they do what they can to provide financially for their children, even if that means taking from their own retirement funds to cover those tuition costs. And according to a recent uh, survey con conducted by T. Rowe Price, 52% of parents prioritize college savings for their child over their own retirement, which is just staggering. And while their intentions might be good, many parents are compromising their retirement futures in order to help their kids out. And, and you know, Tony, I want to key on the fact that just a few minutes ago you mentioned that you really need this advice because you're, you're, you've got a kid in college. And I'm going to throw out there that I've got a kid in junior high right now, <laughs> so I really need this advice too. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Well, I've got one in junior high and high school now, so uh, I really, really need this advice. Yeah, well, you know, tonight is is a big night for us because we've got our um, our high school scheduling meeting out at the school, and so it's one of those things you've got to be there for and, and make sure that you get him in the right classes to start off that that uh, high school career. But um, that age bracket you know, junior high going into high school, those kids are so impressionable and teaching them what they need to know now and how to focus on making the most out of those four years and get geared up for going into college is just so important. Yeah, I would imagine it is. And that's that's why I'm excited about talking about this, because I know this is something, Lori, that you and Rob 
help so many families do uh, and help their uh, you know young adults prepare for college and even um, even starting in junior high uh, and high school now you've got to have a plan in place and I think it's important not to let it derail our retirement savings if we're going to try to fund our kids uh, college education so uh, but why do you think that this struggle exists? You know, parents saving for college and their retirement. Uh, why has it become so relevant today? Well, Tony, the cost of college has not gone down recently. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's basically <laughs> been sky. Yeah, it's been it's been skyrocketing, and yeah. it's really hit the middle class really pretty hard, probably disproportionately. And the universities, the financial aid officers, and the college student loan vendors. They've convinced most parents of the following. So pay attention to this time. See if you're in this group anywhere. If you want your child to attend a prestigious university, you're going to have to hunker down and pay the full or near full retail price. Two, you make too much money to get any subsidies. Three, your best hope of saving for college is a 529 plan. And fourth, your student applying for every scholarship possible is your only hope of providing some financial relief. See yourself anywhere in there, Tony? Yeah, I've heard, I was told all of those things. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And so if we succumb to these messages from the education establishment, I love that, the education establishment, mm-hmm. you're sunk. That's just all it is. The educational establishment hopes you don't find out how the system really works. Remember the line from The Wizard of Oz? Uh, Ignore that man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the educational establishment. Parents and students need to learn how the college funding process really works and apply that knowledge to their financial benefit. Here's some cost of attendance at some well-recognized universities. Now, we're here, we're based in Ohio, so the Ohio State University cost of attendance is about $32,000 a year. Now, they advertise it's less than that, but once you add in everything, that's about what it comes to. Uh, you look at Notre Dame, hey, a cool seventy-five grand a year. Yikes. Yeah. Yale, Harvard, 80, 81,000 a year. And for the geeks, MIT is 82 grand a year. And so it's really no surprise that the parents want to ease some of that financial burden for their kids, but a vast majority of them really don't know how and what they're doing isn't efficient nor effective. And the net result is many parents put their personal retirement income in harm's way. Yep. That's exactly right. Those points you named off are exactly what uh, my wife and I were told to do when we're when we were getting our son prepared to go to college. Well, you've got a daughter and you've got a chance to uh, uh, learn from the experience and improve going forward is the way I would look at it. Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, I know that you mentioned that, you know, obviously the price of tuition is skyrocketed and that's one reason why uh, us parents are struggling to manage both saving for college or paying for our kids' college and saving for retirement. But are there any other factors? We know there's a handful of reasons that parents today are having a hard time striking a balance between tuition and retirement. And for for more parents, for one, more parents are waiting to have children later in life, which means that their savings goals for retirement and their college education plans for their children are oftentimes going to overlap or collide. And over the past four decades, the average age of American women women having their first child has steadily increased. So you can see where those things start to compound. And of course, 
A parent who has their first child around the age of 35 or 40 years old will be nearing their own retirement when their child's actually entering college. And Mm -hmm. so oftentimes clients, you know, that I talk about with this issue are they're between a rock and a hard place emotionally as well as financially. So they want to help their child go to any school regardless of the price. But they also need to be sensitive to their own savings and what their retirement is going to look like. Yeah, Lori, and I I think that's a great point. Do you have any other reasons that this is such a current problem? Well, I think that it boils down to the reality that that times have changed. Uh, In the past, parents had the luxury of thinking differently about paying for their children's education. Not only was college more affordable, but workers also received more pension benefits from their employers, which made savings for retirement a lot easier and less stressful than it is today. And, and now parents have to rely on their own 401ks and individual savings plans. Add that to the fact that people are living longer today than ever before. And this means that retirements are lasting uh, a lot longer than people anticipated and saving practices that were once the norm uh, may be way off in today's world. Uh, retirees uh, today could be looking at 20 or 30 years of living in retirement without a paycheck. And and that's a significant amount of money that they need to plan ahead for, even without considering tuition. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly where my wife and I are at. So I really appreciate that, Lori, uh, some good advice and tips there uh, explaining why we're in this situation as well. Um, Rob, we're almost out of time for this uh, segment of the show, but is there anything you want to share before we take a quick commercial break? Well, Tony, I'm sure we've just overwhelmed a number of our listeners. Uh, I know your eyes are glazing at this point, so we need to slap (laughs) you around on the break and wake you back up. Yeah, but But, that's just always, that always happens regardless. Yeah, but but you could be wondering how you could possibly juggle the cost of retirement and tuition, but here's the good news. You do not have to do it alone. You need a financial professional with the experience and advanced training in college funding to be your guide throughout this phase of your life. Uh, we would invite our listeners to go to our website, OutlookFC. That's Outlook, F is in financial, C is in center.com. Go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center or give us a call at 937 552 9990. And for our listeners today, we want to offer them our complimentary college planning and savings survival kit. And as a part of this offer, we invite you to schedule a one hour, no cost, no obligation consultation. We'll go over the handout, answer your questions. Choosing to work with financial advisors like the ones we have here at Outlook Financial Center, we can help you navigate those turbulent waters of finding that balance between saving for college, saving for retirement, because at the end of the day, we want you to give the kids you have the best college education they can and still be able to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. Well, thanks so much. And listeners, we'll be right back with more of Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center right after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Outlook Financial Center, We have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com to learn more. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And I'm joined today in the studio with our, uh, by our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. 
The title of today's show is Don't Let Tuition Top Your Retirement. And we've been discussing some retirement planning and tuition and how more parents may be putting their retirement plans at risk by prioritizing the cost of college for their children over their own future. Well, and it's been a great show. Let's dive right back in where we left off. Rob, how do you think all this is affecting parents and their ability to retire? Well, from what we've seen folks visiting the office, it is making an impact and and not in a good way. In a recent T. Rowe Price survey, 12% of the parents who are saving for retirement plan on using at least part of that savings to help pay for their children's tuition. And nearly one-third of the parents in the same study said they'd already dipped into their 401ks and other retirement saving plans in order to help their kids with education costs. That statistic alone should speak for itself. Now, not only are they taking money from their retirement savings, but parents are also accepting that without sufficient savings, they may need to, may need to delay their retirement, and none of them want to do that. So almost half the parents surveyed said they would delay retirement in order to pay for college. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's not good, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Definitely not. I, I don't like that, Rob. Um, that's not good. So, uh, Lori, what other ways do you think this can affect uh, us as parents, our retirement? Well, you know, I think it's admirable that parents want to help their children so much. But the, the survey Rob was discussing says, you know, that some 51 percent of parents polled said that they would be willing to get a second job or work part time in order to help their child financially prepare for college. And not only that, but over half parents surveyed said that they'd be willing to um, take twenty five thousand dollars or more in debt to help to help cover that tuition. And part of the reason for this motivation could stem from the fact that 44% of those parents surveyed had funded their own educations and admitted that paying those loans off had affected their ability to properly put aside money for their own retirement. Uh, My response to that mindset is that, that you should then save for college up front rather than waiting till later on. If you can start saving as early as possible, then the odds of you going into debt from it are much less. But Tony, that's only part of the story. And that's what the universities want you to believe and act on. Once you truly understand what I'm about to tell you, Tony, uh, you probably should have talked to me a few years ago, but that's okay. I know, I know. Uh, Your chances of getting your student an affordable college education go up dramatically. Okay, here's the first thing. Financial aid officers are important, but they're not your friend. They're an employee to the university. That's who they work for. They don't work for you. And that's a tough pill for people to swallow because they come across as being so friendly and so helpful. Mm. They've got a motive. Admission officers look at three things specifically. They look at the grades and the uh, courses taken by your student. Second, they look at the activities and the leadership experiences that they're having in the high school era. And third, and this is what people don't really recognize, who's their competition? They're going to look at what other colleges are getting your financial information on the FAFSA form that you file. Mm. Because universities, they're businesses. First and foremost, they're a business. They're looking for a return on investment. Their return on investment is a successful, generous alumni that will help the university grow their endowments. Anybody who's ever attended a college gets the, uh, the letters from the college saying, Please contribute to the university. Mm -hmm. We all get them that's going to have gone to college and have a degree. So what the so what the universities do when we talk about endowments, let's talk about what an endowment is. Basically that represents money or other financial assets that are donated to the colleges or universities. 
and the sole intent of the endowment is to invest it so that the total asset value will yield an inflation-adjusted principal amount along with other income for, watch this, further investments and supplementary expenditures. What does that mean? A percentage of these funds are spent on facilities, faculties, and here's the ringer, recruiting the best students that have the high probability of becoming successful, generous alumni. So if you look at this, a college has an endowment, a common percentage is the endowment will allow them to spend up to 5% of the endowment funds each year. They can sustain that over a long period of time. 5% can be a big number. Harvard University has the largest endowment. It's a little over 36 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars. 5% is $1.8 billion a year. That's over and above the tuition that comes into the school and other grants and other stuff. That's just the endowment income. What can you do with $1.8 billion? Yale's number two at 25 billion. That's one and a quarter billion dollars a year that they can spend going out getting the best students. Number three on the list, this blows people's mind, is the University of Texas has the third largest college endowment in the country. And they're at 24 billion. So $1.2 billion a year goes out from their endowment fund to do the things they want to do. Now, we're, we're based here in Ohio. The largest endowment in the state of Ohio is at the Ohio State University. They're at $3.6 billion, so they just spend a paltry $180 million a year. But $180 million a year can bring in a lot of really good students. Mm-hmm. So this, what, the point I want to make is college is, is not only a business, it's big business. So the college admissions folks are generally, they're going to place your student in one of three categories. They either love them, like them, or they need to fill a seat. So (laughs) you look at those three groups, which group do you think will get the best financial offer from the college? How do you get your student to be loved by that college? And quite frankly, this is just as critical as your college savings plan, maybe even more so. Also, this is something I want to remind people, and I have to remind uh, guidance counselors of this all the time. College funding is a first come, first served buffet. Waiting to get in line in your senior year of high school leaves you sifting through what's left over. Yeah, well, this is really interesting to know. I mean, uh, I never thought of it this way, and I'm glad you're putting this all into perspective for us. Um, Lori, how do you recommend parents go about saving for both retirement and tuition costs then? Well, you know, for those who who want to help their children out with college costs, there's if efficient ways that you can save for both your retirement and tuition. And we're going to start with the 529 plan. The 529 plan is an education specific savings account, which has tax advantages, but doesn't have income limitations. And not only can your earnings grow without being subject to federal taxes in a 529 account, but your distributions aren't taxed as long as they're used for qualifying education expenses. And the latest tax reform bill now allows parents to use up to 10000 a year on secondary education costs. Previously, 529s could only be used for college. But, Tony, with as with all savings vehicles, uh, there's, there's always the other side of the coin. So there are some potential negative aspects for 529s as well. Uh, some parents worry that if they begin putting money in a 529 savings plan for their student, it could reduce their child's chance to qualify for financial aid packages from the schools they want to attend. Remember, the financial aid officer works for the college, not the parent. The college wants you to spend your money first. The college wants to get the best student available, 
and have the parents pay top dollar for the quote unquote privilege of attending their college. Now, what do the parents want? They want to get the best education available at the lowest possible cost. So with those two diametrically opposite objectives on the table, let the games begin. <laughs> well, what other kind of solutions are out there then uh, for parents who want to provide financial help to their children for educational costs? Well, what many advisors promote, depending on your specific situation, is to consider tapping into Roth IRAs and other tax-advantaged vehicles. Now, Roth IRAs aren't only useful for retirement, but could also be a valuable college savings plan. They offer unique flexibility, and parents can tap into the principal without paying taxes and penalties at any time, and use the money for any purpose. If you tap into the gain before age 59 and a half, and before the account is five years old, there will be taxes and penalties assessed, though. I wouldn't necessarily open a Roth IRA account specifically for college costs, but it could be a fallback strategy um, for more, if more preferred approaches aren't available. Uh, to me, tapping into a Roth IRA further erodes retirement savings in favor of college funding. And for those who maybe waited longer to have children, there are other retirement accounts available that may be of some value as well. And by age 59 and a half, individuals can access funds from their retirement accounts penalty-free to use for college. And this is something that I would warn people to be very careful about, however, because once again, this, this, this places college funding ahead of your retirement. And this is why we often have clients sitting in front of us um, with the children's college educations paid for and their own retirement plans are in tatters. Well, yeah. Any other tips? Uh, Rob, what do you have for us? Are any tips for college savings? Sure. Uh, we look for an alternative strategy to the common brute force savings and wearing out your student writing essays for scholarships. That approach, and you think about when your, your student was a senior, how many essays did he write? Probably a bunch, right? <laughs> a lot. Exactly. They, they get tired of that. And I don't blame them. So a great strategy would be, let's find something that has the following features. That is something that's not a reportable asset on my free application for federal student aid, my FAFSA form, so it doesn't work against me. How about a strategy that self-completes whether the parent lives, dies, or dis is disabled? Or how about one that's not subject to market downturns? Hmm. And you can use it for other purposes if your student decides not to go to college or get sufficient scholarships and grants that the parent's money is not needed. Now, we can show parents those alternatives, but they require time to work properly and effectively. And if you wait until the student's senior year, you have severely limited the choices available to you. College planning is most effective when it starts in the freshman year of high school. Now, we make fun of freshmen. Uh, we, we sell them <laughs> short. I mean, they get picked on unmercifully. But, but that's really the time that the parents need to step in and working with someone like us say, okay, this is when it all starts. Because... When you want, when do we, when do you want to find out that your student is passionate about? Do you want to find out that they don't need a college degree to do what they're really passionate about before or after you spend tuition for two semesters? Yeah, yeah, or two years, or two years. Yeah, that's you yeah. know, you know, they, <laughs> two years into degree program. Oh, this is not what I want to do. You get to go to the back of the line for college funding, and you just expended two years of, oh man, that was expensive. So, how many degree changes do you really want to pay for? So saving for college is only one part of the broader college planning process. The social and academic part of college planning, if it isn't properly integrated with the financial part, then the outcomes we're going to see are 
what we're going to see in the market right now. And what we're, what are we seeing now? We're seeing higher student loan debt, 60% of students taking jobs outside of their field of study, students with college degrees taking jobs that don't require them, multiple major changes and the additional expenses that go along with that, taking five to six years to complete a four-year degree. That's a big one. Yeah. Some kids will immediately go for a master's degree because they can't get a job when they get out of college, which just incurs more debt and really doesn't make them any more marketable. And if you look at all those scenarios, they're just a result of a failure of effective college planning. Well, you know, before we close out of this section, I wanted to touch a second on that. The statement that you made about, you know, college planning is most effective when it starts in the freshman year of high school. And Tony, one of the things Rob and I have been doing here recently is going around and talking to guidance counselors in the local area high schools about just that, the fact that they need to be talking to these kids as freshmen about their college planning. And, you know, we've sat down in front of many uh, guidance counselors here recently, and, and one of them stands out to me. He He looked at us and he said, you know, as a freshman, I'm just worried about getting these kids thinking about not being junior high kids anymore and growing up a little bit. He's like, he's like, college planning is the farthest from their minds. And he goes, I can't even think about that until about their junior year. This was the the guidance counselor saying he can't even think about talking to them about, about college planning until their junior year. That wow. should that should be just a, a huge wake up call right there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. I, I think the sooner you start planning, obviously with anything regarding finances, uh, I've if there's one thing I've learned from you both, Rob and Lori, it's you know, plan early, plan often, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Now, Rob, we're basically, we only have a couple minutes left in the show today. Uh, it just, it's flown by. This is such an important topic. Is there anything else you want to add on this topic before we have to wrap up the show? I, I do, Tony. Uh, ultimately, the parents need to make the plan for themselves. Now, helping your your kids with a college with tuition, it's a supportive, it's an honorable desire, but it really can't take priority over your retirement and it isn't always the smartest move financially. Remember, children are able to take out loans for college, but you can't do that for retirement. So I hope our listeners today have gained some peace of mind in learning you don't have to sacrifice your retirement to help your children go to college. There are alternatives. And so I'd encourage our listeners to come meet with us. Uh, We're specifically uh, have advanced training in this whole college planning process. We can integrate it with your retirement income plan, and you're going to like the outcome at the end of the day. It's going to be a lot less stressful not having to look at that big college debt at the end of the student's career. So visit our website at outlookfc.com. Go to our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center, or give us a call at 937-552-9990. We'd like to offer our complimentary planning and savings survival kit for college. This is something that we really want our clients to be able to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired, but they got to miss the big pothole of sacrificing their retirement for funding their kids' college education. What's that number one more time? It's area code 937-552-9990. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.